Hey friends, I have a new ad partner that I think you're going to love because I already love them. And that is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix sends style so good that you can feel it. They deliver all the confidence that comes with a truly amazing outfit without any of the work. With Stitch Fix, you get a stylist who understands your style, your size, and your budget, and they do all the shopping for you. It's the easiest way to transform your wardrobe. I feel like they just get me. They do get you. They just knew what would look right on me, and I hate taking stuff out. Yes. So it's like Christmas when you open that box, and you're like, how did you know? Exactly. It is Christmas, and I cannot wait till my next one. So go ahead, take the leap, do Stitch Fix, get your own personal stylist, and feel as bougie as we do these days using Stitch Fix, but not for a crazy price because they get your budget. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash naked. That's stitchfix.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Stitchfix.com slash naked. Hey, welcome to the Naked Marriage Podcast. We are Dave and Ashley Willis. On this podcast, we undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. And I love the setup we have today. If you're if you're listening to this episode, you can't see us, obviously. But if you're watching on YouTube, which you can do, you can yes. watch these episodes on YouTube, you'll see that Ashley and I are facing each other in this episode. Yes. So I'm like which distracted. Which I prefer. I love that. I am that. too, because I'm just distracted <laughs> by the beauty in front of me. I'm not going to be able to form any thoughts. My words are going to come slow. But um, we're, we're, we're thrilled you're here, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, we're glad that you're here. That's right. We've got a great episode today as part of our Naked and Healthy series based on our new book, Naked and Healthy, which you can find it naked, naked, naked. Naked. I went straight Your Kentucky. Kentucky came out. Hey, naked. Naked, <laughs> naked and healthy, y'all. <laughs> and yeah, I just uh, I went back to my roots there for a second. I so liked it. Whether you're naked or naked. We're yeah. glad that, that you're here. So uh, my love is going to read a review. Thank you, by the way, for those who yes. share reviews, especially the positive ones. Um, we always love them. We love, we Keeps read them. going. They're so encouraging. And so she has got uh, a review that she's going to read. Yes, and it's entitled Amazing. They had lots of A's on the amazing, which I loved. And it's five stars. It says, Dave and Ashley are such amazing guidance counselors. I have enjoyed every podcast I've heard and tried to notice what I can do to make myself a better wife because of their advice. I share them with my husband. We both know there is no perfect spouse, but you guys sure do seem like the perfect couple. It is comforting to hear that everyone has their own trials and tribulations. Love is a battlefield. It's time to man up and do our part. Thanks for all the godly guidance and advice. Oh, to be more like Jesus. Amen. I love that. And love is a battlefield. I immediately was just like, we are strong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Too yeah, I got to sing it. I can't remember the lady's name, but 80s. Go 80s music. Yes. Yeah, 80s music. Just bring us together. It just takes me back. Yes. We've got a steamy episode. We do. Today. Even steamier than the 80s, perhaps. Way steamier. So it's uh, it's about being naked and healthy with our words, but in a very specific context of... Uh, the dirty talk bedroom in the bedroom. Talk. Yeah. Yes. So if you've got kids in the minivan, you might want to pause this and listen to it later. When, you definitely uh, want to pause kids, it and listen to it without around. children. We're around. not going to cuss at you or anything, but we are going to have <laughs> some grown-up conversations. Yes. And uh, I'm excited about it. So let's dive in. 
Well, I'm sure you can tell from the title of this podcast that it's going to be an interesting conversation today. We're calling it Talk Dirty to Me, and it's because we actually have received a lot of questions about this. And you're probably thinking, okay, explain Talk Dirty to Me. Many of you, your minds have gone exactly to where this whole conversation is going. So for those of you who aren't who aren't sure, it's, it's talking about the bedroom, how we talk to each other in the bedroom. And specifically, we had the question uh, posed to us several times over, is it okay to like cuss at each other in the bedroom? Is it okay to call each other, you know, dirty names and to use strong language towards each other in the bedroom? And if so, you know, and the reason they're asking this is based on, you know, being a Christian. Is it okay as a Christian to do this? And is this something that goes against God or is this something that's totally fine? Yeah. And it is, it's a great question. And honestly, like within Christian circles, um, for those who kind of even have the courage to talk about these topics at all, there's yeah. a lot of debate because there on, is a, on, on one side, you've got those who say we have total and complete freedom in the bedroom. And as, as long as you're not hurting anybody or bringing anybody else into the bedroom, then what a husband and wife does in the bedroom is really just their business. Like as long as there's nobody, it's nobody's business to come referee what is being done or said uh, in the the sacred space of a couple's marriage bed and that they should be able to be innovative and fun and free and not held back by anything at all. Um, and then on the other extreme or the other side, you know, you've got those who say, well, uh, you know, as, as Christians, we have a responsibility wherever we are to be mindful of our words. And you could point yeah. to verses like Ephesians 4.29 that says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to all who hear them. And so, you know, even with a verse like that, you know, you could still say, well, that's that's saying don't be abusive. It's not abusive if both of you are kind of in on the the fun of talking a certain way and, you know, being a little naughty in your language. <laughs> that's uh, very, very um, Powers. Uh, what's the, the name? Austin Powers. Austin Powers-esque. <laughs> you 90s people, you know what I'm baby, talking about. Yeah. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> right. So yeah, we could go off the rails quickly with this one. And I could do the whole rest of the episode as Austin Powers, which... You really could. Let's please not do that. I won't do that for, for, for all of our sake. I won't do that. Um, but we just want to have an honest conversation about it because, uh, you know, what what are, are Christians to do? Like, what do you, yeah. is it okay if both couples are in on like- You mean with, both spouses. Right. And if, if, if there are two not, couples, my goodness, we have a yes. whole separate e episode. Don't do that at all. <laughs> no. We're not going to, don't don't be swingers. No. It's a whole separate issue. But if it's just one man, one woman within the covenant of marriage, I do personally believe God gives us an enormous amount of, of freedom in the yeah. bedroom. And it's the freedom aspect, I think, that most Christians struggle with in terms yeah. of extremes, is realizing how much freedom we do have to express one, express ourselves, enjoy each other, and to have fun, and that we don't have to just be just, you know, rigid and, and still and, 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 and not say any, we have to, we have to like think God's looking at us the whole time with this disapproving, <laughs> like, oh, what are they, they're do, saying and doing something dirty. Like, sex is a gift, and he wants it to be fun and free. Yep. And we should enjoy that freedom. But at the same time, if that freedom is causing us to, to like delve into territory that maybe was inspired or motivated, not by anything healthy, but inspired or motivated by the porn culture that has kind of poisoned a lot of sexuality or, or anything else where, you know, we're living out certain ideas or fantasies or fetishes that require us to belittle 
each yeah. other in the bedroom. And it's it's not just a fun expression and celebration of, of our love and our intimacy and our mutual respect and all that, but it, it becomes this kind of role-playing where your words are really belittling one another and mm-hmm. one spouse is getting off on that for whatever reason. Um, in those situations, even if even if both spouses say that they're equally into it, chances are one spouse is not that yeah. into it. Like one spouse is kind of going along with it just uh, just for the sake of, of trying to have unity, but they're they're not like liking as much, you know, being called that or right. you know being um, feeling like they're they're being cheapened in any way by by the word. So I just think we have to be really mindful, and we're gonna have we're just gonna have a conversation about it today here on the Naked Marriage Podcast. We're not always we're not ever trying to come to you like we're the authority. We have the final answer on this. We're on this journey with you, and we just want to open up scripture. And we want to look at, at at research, and we want to look at what's worked and what's not worked in our own marriage. And on this journey with you, let's let's kind of talk about this and figure it out together. So that's the posture yeah. we're coming at this from. Absolutely, and just right out of the gate, I want to just acknowledge that words are powerful. You know, I mean, God spoke the world into existence with His words, and as human beings, He gave us power in our words too. And you know, the reason words are powerful is because when we say certain words, it automatically is is it draws things to mind. And and we can even, you know, it's 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 scriptural where those words that we say over and over again through prayer or through, you know, calling something out, it's like you can call something out and even kind of walk through those motions that you call out because those words are so powerful because we often take on the words that we're saying. And that's why we talk about, you know, all the time on the podcast, we talk about not complaining, you know, not getting in this habit of complaining because those words of complaining often can can make your marriage into just a, a marriage where you're both complaining about each other all the time. But when you can start complimenting each other and you can start being thankful for each other, that changes the entire environment of your marriage. Because again, words are powerful and they're completely drawn to our mind. And so when it comes to this, this kind of subject matter of what we say in the bedroom, they're very powerful there too. And I will say this, even for women, you know, we talk a lot about porn in, in video form and how many men, I mean, there's there's statistics that just show even Christian men. I mean, what was that statistic? That uh, of uh, Christian so, men that have looked at 60%. porn, and that's only those who have admit, admitted it, right? Too. And like within the last month, so like right. it's a current common struggle uh, across the board. And we we talk so openly and honestly about porn because number one, churches for the most part aren't doing a good enough t- job talking about this issue that is ravaging homes and minds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then number two, it's so widespread even within the church. Absolutely. So while all these guys are struggling with it, pastors aren't talking about it, and we just want to be a safe place to yeah. To, for people to process it, to 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 learn the reasons why it's harmful, and then to to create a a path that's going to get you out of it, so you can have a porn free life, because that's what God wants for you. Exactly, and and porn does perpetuate some of this filthy language culture within the bedroom. But you know, I want to camp out on something else that we haven't talked a whole lot about. If you if you are curious, you're just not coming to this podcast. We have multiple episodes that talk about why porn isn't good for your marriage, and and how it really can can bust up your spiritual life as well. It can draw you away from the Lord and away from your spouse in a way like nothing else can, because it's very um, sex is powerful, and you know, and porn has damaged so many relationships. But there is hope in in stopping you know. A, a porn habit or a porn addiction. And so please go back and listen to those episodes. But I want to talk about something that is kind of this dirty little secret of many women, because there are women who look at porn and there's stats about that. But where a lot of women get their porn is through words. Oh yeah, word It's through romance novels, it's through erotica. And, you know, a lot of times we're like, well, we're not looking at people having sex, so it's not as dangerous. But, but ladies, 
If we're honest with ourselves, we know it's just as dangerous. And women, especially, those words are, they're pornographic. And it, it's something where there's many women where, and I, I'm just being very gut level honest with you all and talking with friends and talking with the people that write us. I'm not gonna call out any names or anything because I've shared on here before. I mean, I've, I've read these things before and I've realized, oh gosh, this is wrong. And, or I've, I mean, I've, we've talked about how both of us have been exposed to pornography before. We know it's wrong. So I'm not coming at you as, as a judge, but I am saying that there are women that go to romance novels and go to erotica because they're not feeling, you know, fulfilled in, in, in their marriage. And so they go to this and they think it's just their, their harmless, dirty little secret. We saw this as widespread as 50 shades of gray. It, you know, it became very popular and very normalized in our society. And, and you would see like so many, like, I remember going, when it w was really popular, I was on spring break and it was like every woman, every mom, you know, halfway watching their kids around the pool is re reading 50 shades of gray and feeling no, no qualms. You know, it's like, this is just, this is okay because it's words. It's not, you know, watching people doing this, but y'all, it, it's just as dangerous. And it just shows you the power of words because it forms these, these feelings in us. I mean, words can draw, draw feelings. And especially when it comes to sex, when there's these strong words, you know, talking about bodies and talking about the acts that are happening, you know, it can really, it, it can, it can make it, it can arouse yeah, people. Of course. Of and course so it's it very powerful. It is very powerful, whether it is through the written form, because words are powerful, like we've said, or through visually looking at like actual pornography. Yeah. But but here's the good news, guys. Like we're not come we're not saying all these things as these sticklers who want you to have a boring sex life. No. Like God actually wants your sex life to be far better than anything you could read in a novel. Or watch. And far better than anything you could watch on TV. One of my favorite quotes about pornography comes from a, like a really, you know, unlikely source, a guy who was never married, uh, Pope John Paul II, who said the problem with pornography isn't that it shows too much, it's that it shows too little. Yeah. And he kind of went on to express how when you just reduce, you know, the gift of sex to just this the animalistic act that can be acted out between two strangers on a screen or between fictional characters in a book, um, it, it's not that it's wrong because it's showing us somehow too much, but right. it's reducing sex to something so little that we're missing out. And when we think that's the standard of what sex is meant to be, then we're going to be chasing after a counterfeit form exactly. when God wants us to have real passion and real intimacy. So we're not saying that you need you need to be this, this stiff person in the bedroom that, that's afraid to express what you like or don't like. Right. You should have the freedom to say exactly what feels good and exactly yeah. what you want and to ask each other, you know, what, you know, what feels good to you. And to express your love to one another with complete and total freedom. But when the marriage bed just becomes a place to act out kind of these, these warped fantasies that we've picked up these other places, and then your spouse at that point is just the warm body that right. happens to be there to help you act out that fantasy, then that's no longer enjoying and experiencing the gift and the joy of sex the way God intended. Yeah. It's actually settling for a, you know a, a, a cheap counterfeit version of it. Right. So you've got more freedom than you could possibly realize in the bedroom. But at the same time, you know, don't use that freedom, as, as Paul says in the New Testament, don't don't use that freedom, you know, to, to sin or don't use that freedom to, you know, essentially to settle for something less than God's best, but to really together experience all that God wants for you uh, in the bedroom without having to pollute it. 
Exactly. And, and that's what it is. It, it's polluting it. And so just to, we're going to finish up on talking about porn and erotica and romance novels. But the reason we brought them up, you all, is because they are something that can maybe get you there. They can maybe get you there sexually and fulfill that just as far as, like Dave said, you know, you can get aroused, you can climax, it'll get you there. But what it does is it gets you focused on the wrong things. And, and before you know it, you know, you're masturbating, you're fulfilling your sexual needs and you're not going to your spouse and actually having sex and enjoying, you know, the sexual union that, that was designed for marriage. And so, and I know I'm speaking very frankly here. If you have kids, I probably, we should probably (laughs) remind you, this probably isn't a kid episode in the car. But it's, you know, we've got to be honest about these things because, you know, sex was designed for, a, a man and a woman who are married. And it's a beautiful way to celebrate the love that God has given you. And it's a beautiful way to come together and to unite with one another like nothing else. And so we don't want to allow things like porn and erotica and romance novels to pollute that and to, to give us a cheap version, you know, and I, I do think, and even in movies, it's perpetuated, like this is just normal. Like, you know, let something else butter you up and then go finish with your spouse. I mean, that's just, it's making sex such a, a just a, an empty thing and, and just a only physical when really it's supposed to be emotional, mental and, and spiritual even. And so we don't want to settle for anything less. And so getting to, you know, this whole talk dirty to me thing, I think, again, God gives us a lot of freedom, you know, just like if you have read those romance novels and they're talking dirty to each other, stop reading the romance novel. If you want to talk to your spouse about those sexual acts you'd like to do to them, nothing wrong with that, you know, maybe not make sure your kids are anywhere near, they're going to literally vomit in their mouth. But I mean, you can have strong language with each other as far as, and I'm not talking about cussing here, but like, I want to do this with you and I desire you. And when I think of you, this is, you know, I I just, I have these strong feelings for you. And I obviously I'm not going to say all these things on this podcast, but you can get strong with your language and very descriptive. And that can, that can definitely be something to spice things up. It's true. In fact, we, we're probably going to have to cut this episode short because the way that <laughs> you're looking at me when you say you're the so things silly. you're wanting to do to me, I'm just, I'm ready to have those, those things done. So we're going to oh, have to, so that's it for today, guys. Now we, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll finish strong. Uh, we guys, your sex life is supposed to be fun and it, yeah. it comes down to communication. Uh, you've got to be willing to talk about your insecurities. You've got to be willing to talk about what you like, what you don't like. You've got to be willing to talk about, um, you know, your 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 fantasies with one another. But at the same time, just make sure that if those fantasies are being rooted and fed and fueled by something that is counterfeit, yeah. that you're not bringing that into the bedroom. So again, we're, we're not saying settle for less. We're saying don't settle for go less. for more. Go for more. Yeah, yes. go for, go for the the higher. Get the standard. whole package. Get the, right. Get the whole package, guys. Yeah, get get absolutely the the whole package, and don't yeah. let anything hold you back from that. So, inflation is out of control, and it just seems like money flies out the window. I look at our account daily, and I'm just like, where does this money go? And you're probably the same way. And that's why I'm really excited about a new ad partner we have called Rocket Money. This is an app that helps you in real time see exactly where your money is going. And even more importantly, they'll help you identify and cancel subscriptions that you're not using. On average, they're saving their users $720 a year. I didn't think I had any subscriptions we weren't using, but this is what happens. You sign up for a a free subscription to something, you're not using it, and that free subscription runs out. You're paying five or 10 bucks a month for the rest of your life until you cancel it. Rocket Money helped us identify it 
get that under control and save a bundle right from the start. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscription, guys. That's half a billion bucks. You need to get your share of that. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions today by going to rocketmoney.com slash naked. That's rocketmoney.com slash N-A-K-E-D. Start saving money today. One goal we've had as a family lately is to try to just eat healthier. And junk is sometimes more convenient. And we're eating unhealthy, not because we want to, but it's just because it's what's easy to grab. But then came along Thrive. That's right. Thrive Market is helping us in really simple, practical ways. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love saving money. They even have a deals page that changes daily and always has some of our favorite brands, which right now we are loving the Hum brand, Zero Sugar Kombucha. And so check those out. Go to Thrive Market, join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash naked for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash N-A-K-E-D, thrivemarket.com slash naked. I want to talk now specifically about cussing because we talked about how husband wrote us and was asking about like, what's okay, what's not okay, which I'm so glad that he wrote us because it's a legit question. And I think it's really good that everything that's going on in our bedroom, we really should think as Christians, is, is this honoring God, you know, because sex is meant to honor God and how it honors God is in the union of marriage, but also not letting anything kind of muddy up the marriage bed. And we've talked about, you know, these things, but when it comes to language and and, um, cussing specifically, it wasn't too far after that I actually heard from a wife that wrote me and said, you know, my husband really likes to call me dirty names. A lot of them are cussing. And some of you may say, we're, we're from Kentucky originally. We say cussing. Some of you might say cursing. Some of you might say swearing, wherever you are in the country. So that's what we're talking or about the here. World, you know, we, or the world, right. Or the world. And I don't know what they would say all around the world, but, but you know what I mean? Just really strong language. And, um, and she said, you know, I don't really like it because it makes me feel less than, um, I, I, I can tell it really turns my husband on. And so I allow him to do this, but I don't like it. And so that's where, you know, communication is key. You have to talk to each other uh, about how it makes you feel. And so that's what I wrote this wife. I said, listen, if you're allowing it to go on, he clearly doesn't know that it even bothers you. And so you need to go to each other, not in the middle of the act, but like when you're not in the middle of having right. sex and have a conversation and say, listen, um, I know I haven't been saying that this bothers me when you call me these names, but it really does. Like I feel really dirty and not like in a good way, like not in a sexual, like, oh, I feel sexy kind of way and little naughty. It's like in a bad way. Like I feel like you're acting out of fantasy from somewhere else. Um, I, I, feel I feel disrespected. Unsafe or- uh, right. Unsafe is a, is a great word, sweetie. Yeah, and the marriage bed has to be the safest place on earth for both of you. Yeah. To express yourselves, to enjoy yourselves, but also to feel respected and protected by Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. And so if, if either one of you is not feeling respected, protected, and secure, um, then then it's time to reset. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, God wants your marriage to be naked and unashamed, you know, yeah. and that's that's why we call it the naked marriage podcast. Uh so work toward that. And if you want something to read instead of those 
those romance novels that are just counterfeits, I've got a great book to suggest. <laughs> and it's called Naked and Healthy. That's so right. So check out Naked and Healthy at <laughs> nakedandhealthy.com uh, because in this book, we're talking about how to have health in your sex life, in your marriage, but also individually, mentally, physically, spiritually, how to live from a place of health. God wants you to have health. Jesus says, I've come to give you a full and abundant life. He didn't come to hold back anything from you. He came to take away all the counterfeits so that you could live with fullness in every part of your life and every part of your marriage. And we just want to help you rediscover that. And that's what Naked and Healthy is all about. And so check out Naked and Healthy. And thank you for those who write us these questions, by the way. You know, the, um, the, the guy who, you know, wrote us about this particular yeah, topic. Yeah, very and, honest. Yeah, we appreciate yeah, that. You, we you've helped inspire an entire episode. And when you write us, you know, at Dave and Ashley Willis on Instagram, or when you email us, when you write us on Facebook, wherever you find us, that helps shape the content. It helps us really do some research and have some conversations to to help make, make these episodes possible. So It does. So thank you. In just a minute, we're going to do... Um, today's actual question, but before we do, sweetie, what are your final thoughts on the the talk dirty topic? Well, I wanted to say, you know, we focused a lot on kind of what not to say and what you should be careful with saying, but I want to say that, again, your words are powerful inside the bedroom, but even more so outside the bedroom, because like we've talked about, we have an entire episode called, um, I think it's called Intimacy Outside the Bedroom, and it was actually one of our most popular episodes, because I think we forget that intimacy, real intimacy, intimacy that goes deep, that is so satisfying and so connecting, the kind of intimacy that God wants us to have, most of that takes place outside the bedroom, and a lot of that has to do with the words you're saying to your spouse. Because honestly, like if we are berating each other, if we are talking down to each other or tearing each other down with our words or being really negative or complaining, it's not going to enhance our sex life. And that's where you do see many of us falling into bad habits of looking to porn or going to romance novels or erotica to fulfill our sexual needs. But I just want to challenge you, if you're listening right now, start complimenting your spouse. Start thanking your spouse for the little things. Start telling them how beautiful they are, not only on the outside, but on the inside, like all the things you admire about them. Start showing respect with your words and showing love with your words, because that goes so far in creating a better sex life and a better union in your marriage. And so, you know, we don't want to just fall short of just talking about, you know, words in the bedroom, because Honestly, so much more happens when it comes to intimacy with everything you're saying leading up to those intimate moments. So good, guys. That is so good. So yeah, your words your words have power and your words will shape what happens inside and outside the bedroom. And so just be mindful of the words that you speak. Absolutely. And I just want to add too, say I'm sorry. You know, like if your spouse comes to you and says like, this really hurt me, there's so much power in saying, please forgive me. How can I do better? you know, what can I do better? Because those are, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, are probably some of the most powerful words you can say to one another. Yeah, they really are. And it's, it's a great way to rebuild trust. It's a great way to rebuild intimacy. And so, yeah, you, those are words, I'm sorry. And I forgive you. And I forgive you. Yes. Words that should be spoken often in a healthy marriage. All right, guys, great conversation, great question. Uh, And now as we, uh, we move into, uh, a question looks like a hot one that's come in. We don't Ooh. we don't see these ahead of time. No, we never know what we're going to be <laughs> by the, by the <laughs> answering. Way. So so this is a surprise for us too. So today's question written at uh, written to us at nakedmarriagepodcast.com says, "I'm a woman, and in order for me to get an orgasm, I have to make up sexual fantasies in my head, usually pretending I don't know my husband or about things I don't feel comfortable doing in real life with him. 
I don't feel like I can talk to my husband about this, and I feel like I don't enjoy sex in the way God intended. I would love your help and guidance. You know, this this is a great, a great, question. great, great question. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it kind of goes in line with what we've talked about. And I really appreciate your honesty and vulnerability. And I would think that most honest people, men and women, would say that, you know, at different points in their life, yeah. this very thing has been a struggle. And you don't, Absolutely. you don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about it, even though we should talk about everything in marriage, because you don't want your spouse to feel inadequate, where it's like, you know, I can't, I can't enjoy sex with you unless I'm, you know, pretending uh, that I'm someone else, you're someone else. It's a whole different scenario. And maybe sex has just kind of become monotonous and it's just kind of become part of a routine that you've fallen into. And so to to really spice things up um, when you're not doing anything differently necessarily, you just go to a different place in your mind. And, you know, there's a lot, a, a lot of layers to this. And I can, you know, I can relate to this as I think most people can, especially those who've had maybe a past struggle with pornography. Yeah. Porn fuels kind of a, you know, a, a very specific fantasy fetish sort of mindset where it, you know, porn fuels your mind to not be satisfied by by a healthy monogamous sexual relationship, but it really tries to sabotage your mind to never be satisfied at all yeah. and, and to always be looking for more variety or for something different or something more extreme. And that's why it really robs us of, of the gift of enjoying true intimacy the way God intended. One of the many reasons why it robs us. So uh, to kind of get to the question, you know, number one, um, you're, it's, it's, it's normal and what I mean by normal is that a lot of people struggle with this. Struggle, right? But um, it, you're recognizing rightly, I believe, that it's not it's not the healthiest way to approach sex. Yeah. And because what happens in our minds really matters. The Bible says, as a person thinks in their hearts, so they are, uh, and that we need to renew our minds. You know, one of my favorite verses is Romans 12, 2, which says, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you'll be able to test and approve God's will for you. And so how to renew our minds as it relates to sex, I think I think that it's putting a lot of scripture in us. The, yes. the, the, the key way to renew our mind is to allow God's word to kind of reshape our thoughts. I think that we take our thoughts captive, the Bible yes. says. So whenever a thought enters our head that we know isn't of God, and we all have these thoughts like all the time. Like I have thousands of thoughts a day that shoot through my head that I'm like, that was an unhealthy one. Or that was weird. That was weird. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that wasn't on a big screen somewhere. <laughs> and when those happen, instead of feeling guilt or shame about it, we need to say, God, help redirect my mm-hmm. thoughts, yeah. help redirect my desires, and uh, and to just give it. And that's part of why the Bible calls us to pray without ceasing. He wants a constant connection to us because the moment we go on autopilot in any part of our life, every one of us, oh, yeah. our minds, our desires, our thoughts can so easily pull us in the wrong directions. And that's because we're all prone to wander. Our thoughts yeah. are prone to wander. But instead of feeling shame about it, saying, Jesus, I, I need you. I need you to be Lord over this part of my life. Yeah. I need you to redirect my thoughts and and help me with this. And um, and if we'll do that, little by little, those unhealthy thoughts will start losing their grip. They will. And I even I would even venture to say, even in the act when those thoughts start creeping in, redirect to your husband. Like just yeah. really make that a habit. Because like Dave said, I mean, don't feel guilt or shame over it. If there's ever like a libido killer, it's guilt and shame. So definitely don't do yeah. that. But, um, you know, I do think when you take it a step further and, and I just, I want to encourage you to share this with your husband, you don't have to get real specific, but just say, listen, I'm trying to get my mind right. And sometimes I find myself thinking about fantasies of doing things with you that I, I've never done with you. And I would, I would just ask you, why can't you guys try those things? Talk yeah. to him about that. Like 
try it, do it. You know, I mean, if there's some sexual act or position that you've not done together and that is a fantasy for you, then both say it to yeah, him. Yeah, you're married. And say go, like, would, go give it a would shot. you feel safe doing this? You know, and as long as he feels good about it, then then have at it, you know? Because maybe it's just that you're wanting to try something new sexually with your husband and there's no no shame in that. And so I just encourage you to talk to him about it. And um, and I, I, I would venture to say he'll probably be just really excited and probably had no idea that you would even be open to those things. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think most, can't speak for all husbands. I think most husbands, if your wife says, hey, I, we've never done this or tried this, but I've, you know, I, I would love to do this or try yeah. this with you. I think most hosts to be like, yes, I'm leaving work now and coming right. home. Um, but <laughs> but just, if it not, let me just say, if he's like, wow, that's weird. Why would you think of that? Are you looking at porn? Like, what's this? Or did you do this in your past? If, he, you know, right. you may get that reaction, but if you do just reassure him and say, listen, no, I just, I want our sex life to be great. I want to explore each other. Like I want to enjoy each other's bodies, mind, soul, and spirit. Like I want to really have an amazing sex life with you. And I've just been scared to say it to you because I thought you might have these thoughts, but I just want to reassure you that I want to, I want to be with you. I desire you. And I want to try these things with you. This is good stuff. Hey, I hope this sparks some amazing conversations in your marriage about yes. what it would look like if if your sex life was everything that it could be. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a question you guys ask each other after this episode is like, if ask your spouse, if our sex life looked like everything you ever dreamed that it could be, what would we be doing differently than we're doing right now? Yeah. In terms of frequency, in terms of, you know, what is actually happening in the bedroom. And, and I know that's a vulnerable conversation because you don't want to make your spouse feel like they're somehow not meeting your needs right. or they're not so, so adequate. So tread lightly. So tread very lightly. And use your and, words carefully. Again, words are powerful. And be just very respectful, but in, in a way that celebrates each other and a yeah. desire to grow closer together. Just don't be afraid to say, you know, I'd, I'd love it if we if we would try this or yeah. if we would do this. Um but then at the same time, to always, always keep in mind that 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 your words matter and mm-hmm. use your words to build each other up and never tear each other down. Make sure the bedroom's the safest place on earth for you both. And if you'll do those things, then I think every part of your marriage will improve both inside and outside the bedroom. That's right. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope this definitely gave you a lot of food for thought. And you know, we always do encourage you to take it a step further. So if you're listening together or separately, definitely have a conversation later. And this one is is meant for privacy. So definitely <laughs> don't do it with <laughs> your kids around, kids. not in front of the kids. But we do encourage you to have more conversation. And if you want one of your questions answered, make sure that you you write us at the Naked Marriage, at, I'm sorry, I'm getting it wrong, Naked Marriage podcast.com. Am I saying that right? Okay. Yes. And, and we read every single one of those. So thank you all so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Mm